ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Selective Listening Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. I've got my buddy, my pal, relatively new buddy, and some of the, honestly, the better hair in the room. We've got my pal, Carl Pariso, across from me. How you doing? Good to see you, I call you Paul. <laughs> Paul. You can call me Paul, it's whatever you'd That's like. That's wrong. <laughs> well, before we get into it, just as the, uh, the tradition holds it, uh, we're going to open our first beer. I see Carl beat me to the punch, <laughs> but sorry. I'll here grab another one. <laughs> you just grab another there one. Go, there you go. Let's yeah. do it. I this mean, it's just... not going to be the first beer we drink today. No, Hold yeah. it right in front of the mic and do that thing. Okay. One, two, three. Ooh, that was nice. Yeah, there we go. So cheers, buddy. Oh, cheers. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So tell me what we're drinking. I've never had this before. So this is Peroni. Um, it's an Italian, natural Italian lager. Uh, and it's very light. It's, um, yeah, I love it. I, I've been drinking it uh, for a long time. Uh, probably since, like, I was 18, 19. It's really <laughs> nice. I like, it the first beer I ever it's bought. It's got that nice Coke bottle shape. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very classy. Very classy. <laughs> Is it Italian? Oh, it says Italian, Italian right on the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Baroni. Yeah. No, it's nice. Yeah. So was this one of the first beers you ever had then? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was actually the first six pack I ever bought. And I got it just because it was Italian and I'm Italian. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll I buy didn't know it. you were Italian. I am. Yeah. My, I, my dad, my whole dad's side is all very Italian. I feel like my whole uh, life is uh, talking to my friends at bars and it's all just, <laughs> how are things going? I don't know anything about you. We should actually get together sometime. And then we never do. do yeah. So today... And basically the whole point of this podcast is so that I can sit and actually talk with my friends and have a, a real conversation. Yeah. It's not just, so what have you been, been doing, doing lately? Yeah. How, you playing how is, rounds? Yeah. yeah what, <laughs> what rounds have you played lately? Yeah. So you and I met at uh, the infamous Tennessee Brew Works. That's right. Right we, across the street here. Right across the street from yeah. the office. The, uh, the open mic. Yep. The yep. open mic. Uh, so was that the first open mic you had played there or had you gone to that one before? No, I had gone to that one before. I, I think I had, but it was, you know, maybe like the third or fourth one. Okay, cool. Um, but they were pretty spread out, but that was the first place I ever played here in Nashville. Really? Live. Yeah. So and, when did you move to town? Uh, about a year and a half ago. It was last March. Um, Hot dog. Yeah. So Look at you. You're not even fresh off the boat. You've I got know. Your, you've got your, oh God, I almost I said my- your one year chip. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as you, we're drinking, as Peroni. we're drinking, <laughs> yeah, you've got your uh, you've got your one year uh, piece of flair. How about that? There you go. That's right. I'm. I know it feels weird to say that. I've already been here for over a year. Um, it feels like, and I know everyone always says this, but it feels way quicker. It feels where's, where's home? New Jersey. Um, Jersey. I think you, is it you I've talked to about how there's not a central Jersey. Yeah, I think there is. There, there is, but there is a big debate about this. Um, I was actually just talking to someone at, at a bar yesterday saying that her conspiracy theory was that Delaware isn't real. But, <laughs> but okay, I went to college there, one. and my roommate, my, my best friend of you know, 10 years, lives there. Well, used to live there, was from there. So, like, it's definitely real. But yeah, there, so Central Jersey, a lot of people think there's no Central Jersey, it's just North and South. It's but, a pretty small state. It, well, you know, it's small, but there's, the population is intense. Like, people don't realize New Jersey has, like, like one, it's like one of the most populated, uh, like, per capita, like, state. 
It's like a TP and a wigwam. Yeah. It's too yeah. tense. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, there's so many dense counties. Like, like again, central Jersey, like where like Newark area, where the airport is and stuff, like where the capital That's Trenton. central Jersey? I would say can't it's central you see, Jersey. Can't you see Newark from New York? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe you can. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe if you go up to the top of the like <laughs> well, Trade Center one, you can see that far. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You go out of the tall enough building and see if you just found anything. Um, no, but I, um, I, uh, I guess like I consider central Jersey this like more like not necessarily east or west, but like just more of like where it lies in the middle of the state. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes oh, enough no. sense <laughs> to a guy who's been to New Jersey once. Yeah. I went to, Oh really? Uh, Where'd you go? Um, I flew into Trenton. Okay. Where the, the little airport is. Yeah. And then um, my buddy Tyler Banks' family lives somewhere in North Jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I cannot remember this city because we, uh, we played, like, basketball in his parents' house, like, uh, in their driveway, and we played football. And it was, it was literally, like, the most suburban, like, <laughs> white thing I've done. <laughs> Play football on an asphalt driveway yeah. in New Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that was that was Very back in Jersey. 2019. We did Nashville tour stop in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, and right. We, I uh, remember you saying this. Yeah, we did. We did two uh, road gigs for tour stop, but uh, we did the one in New York, and we spent some time in Jersey with Tyler's family since he was one of the performers on that show. Gotcha. Yeah, so that was the only time I've been to uh, Jersey, and uh-huh. I assume at some point I crossed through Central Jersey. You might have. Yeah. That's, well, Trenton's kind. Of, I think is kind of considered Central Jersey. That's too. one of the things I've used to pick up girls. Uh, if I meet someone or if I meet a girl from New Jersey, uh-huh. I always get immediately super intense. And I'm like, okay, so here's the deal. I know it's a hotly contested topic. Do you think that Central Jersey exists? And <laughs> regardless of which way they answer, I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you're right. It doesn't exist or it does exist. Yeah. And then they immediately like me more. <laughs> It's a, good with them. it's a good move. It's a good move. Yeah, come up with the controversial opinion and whatever they say you agree with. That's good. Yeah, I've done the same thing with, um, gosh, whenever I meet a, a, a girl whose name has like uh, different spellings, uh-huh. like Paige, for example. Some girls are named P-A-I-G-E mm-hmm. and some are P-A-G-E. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no matter which way it's spelled, I always smack my hand down on the table really hard and say, the right way. <laughs> and they always go, thank you. And then I'm in, baby. Yeah. Man, I don't got any good, like, go-to pickup lines. I mean, that's, maybe that's, that's my one problem. of my only good pickup lines. <laughs> Asking them what their name is and yeah. then telling them they spell it right. <laughs> it's, it's pandering, but it works. Right. Well, I guess my pickup line is just apologizing to death <laughs> until it's they like, think I'm... Hi, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. My name is Carl. <laughs> Carl! <laughs> Carl! Is, is that, that from Jimmy Neutron? So, yeah. I was going to ask That's you what reference you were doing because they, I, there's, mul- there's multiple ones. Yeah, the one from... Uh, I know the other one you're thinking of, too, yeah, but our llama. listeners might not. With the llama with hats? The llama. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, Carl. I, I feel like that video came, like, was, came out of nowhere in a sense of, like, its fame because... I had no, this, it came out when I was in high school. At least that's when I saw. What year did you graduate high school? 
2011. 2011. Yeah. So I was a year later than you. Okay. So yeah, that came out when we were in high school. Yeah. That was the early days of viral YouTube. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There was like, ever watch Smosh? Uh, at all yes. on YouTube. I yeah, know exactly like, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, it was like the online like a sketch comedy. And yeah. it was like this wild, yeah. I used to watch, me and my friends would like, they'd come over, have a sleepover and watch Smosh videos. And that was like early. Did you YouTube. ever see the evolution of Dance Dance? No. Oh, wait, maybe. You've never seen the I evolution so. of Dance Dance? I know Office makes a reference to it, but. Um, Pausing the show. Okay. We had to take a quick uh, break in the, the recording to let <laughs> let Carl watch the evolution of dance. I am now I'm now cultured. You're cultured oh, yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we looked it up and that came out on April sixth, two thousand six. Which is crazy. Yeah. It was sixteen years ago. That had to have been like within the first year or so of YouTube. I mean, when did YouTube? I probably 2005. I can't yeah. think it would have been any earlier. Yeah, because I, I remember being in middle school and seeing that was like the golden age of music videos for us, right? Because you just went in and typed in "pussycat dolls don't show," and you're like, "My life is changing right now." What, yeah. is, what is this feeling? Yeah, <laughs> Beyonce, Fergie. <laughs> All American rejects? No, that's not it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like them. No. Yeah, it's. I can't believe that you've never seen that. You yeah. are cultured now. I am. Okay, so I that leads feel... me to the question: What other viral videos have you not seen? Have you seen, know, um, seen muffins? <laughs> yeah, oh, of course. Seen muffins and uh, the other one he did shoes. shoes. Yeah. Ah, uh, those are timeless um, American classics. Oh my gosh, yeah, they are timeless American. They're gonna be like, like in the future, they're like if TV Land still exists, like on ca if cable network still exists. They're gonna play they're old gonna school play, like, YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be for our generation. Yeah, or a Star Wars kid ever see that? Oh, is that the guy who? Yeah, it's really uh, is sad. like fighting with a stick. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, he's I like, have like seen a that broomstick, and then they they Photoshop. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and see. That was back in the day when going viral was an accident. Yeah. If you did something like really cringy, I was like, you got to watch this. You, <laughs> you're like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Why can't I stop smiling? <laughs> I need to show it to everyone I know. <laughs> yeah. That was back when there were 20 people on YouTube. Yeah. Right. And then the, also they remember like, I mean, I guess I didn't really experience this, but like that was a, in the day where people would email like, like a huge email list, like on there, and they would just email YouTube videos to each yeah. other. And it was just like, that was a thing. Yeah. So, do you have an email list for your music or anything? Because people are still doing that. No, you know, I I did it in high school. I had a bunch of bands in high school that I was like really serious with, and um, and we always had an email list. But that was when I feel I don't know. Like, obviously, email is still relevant today, but I feel like it's not a place where music is being mm -mm. like marketed think, you know <laughs> like or it's not a place where people want their music to be marketed no i mean yeah. i look at my email is is work mm -hmm. right the it's last like, place i want to get something fun is in the is, email is in an email yeah. like if you got a funny video just text it to me right or message it to me on instagram right well, it's so interesting, though, because some people are addicted to their email. Like, they love their email. And it's mm -hmm. not even necessarily work-related. They just love their email. But um, but I've never been that way. Like, Me neither. Yeah. 
I um I mean I may, I I check my email like an adult but right. that's out of necessity. Right. Well, exactly. I mean, back when I also when I was in New York, I mean, like I, w- I was an actor and actors really got get all their information from from emails, you know, that's all, you know, casting directors would email you, your manager or agent would email you. So like that was always something that I was like when I was doing that a lot, I was always checking it and it was excited cuz like, oh, maybe I have a lead on something, maybe I have something. And but that but again that was work related. It was like it was. I didn't more... know you were an actor in New York. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Have we not okay. talked about this? Welcome to uh, Aaron and Carl getting <laughs> to know each other. This is the uh, the first episode of us learning about each other's lives. When did you live in New York and were an actor? Um, right before I came here, actually. Okay. I, so right off after college, um, I graduated in 2016, and then I moved right to uh, New York. Well, actually, right outside New York, uh, I was like. Jersey City area, Hoboken. I actually live in a cheaper town. Cheaper to live there? A lot cheaper, yeah. Uh, Hoboken, not so much, actually. Hoboken is just about as expensive as Manhattan. But um, I lived in a town called West New York, New Jersey. West um, New York, <laughs> New Jersey. That's <laughs> yeah. not confusing at all. No, no. I would always have like people I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I live in West New York. Oh, New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> That's another. Oh, my God. That's another one of those things. If I meet a girl from New York. Mm-hmm. um. I'll I'll say now. Do you live in New York, New York, or do you live in New Jersey? <laughs> it's a valid question. It's a valid question because a lot of people time, say they yeah, live there. Yeah. It's like people who say I live in Chicago, and you're like, Do you <laughs> live in Chicago, or uh-huh. do you live 45 minutes by train away from <laughs> <Yeah>. Chicago? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I was a 10 minute bus ride in uh, from from Manhattan, where I worked and auditioned there every single day. But um, but yeah, that's I mean, halfway through college, I really got the the theater bug and. That's I wanted cool. to perform, and so I uh, I moved to New York to do that, and um, I d- I did a uh, a tour of Cabaret the Musical. Um, it was just a national tour. We also did Canada, um, and then what role did you have? I was Cliff in Cabaret, and we uh, we actually came. That was my first time I ever went to came to Nashville. Actually. Really. Yeah, we we were at TPAC for a week. You performed at TPAC. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Oh my! I, it was such a cool venue. So oh you my must God. actually be a good actor if you got <laughs> onto a touring uh, a touring theater troupe. I I guess. <laughs> Don't humble the, me. The... You know? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're so humble. You're so uh, humble, Paul. Uh, oh, that'll you. knock it. That'll <laughs> knock you back down. <laughs> <laughs> that'll bring it back down so what were you all stage then you never wanted to be like a tv movie no you know i i started getting into film a little bit uh towards the end of uh my time in new york but uh you know it's just i i really loved musical theater and so like my it you know the thing is like people think theater and tv are are like the the businesses are so correlated um and i guess like art art wise you know you're acting so it's a cross, you know, it's a simple crossover, you would think. But it, it, like the businesses are just so different. Like, the, like a lot of the same people in the theater and musical theater aren't really in the like the TV film. So it took me a while to get up my my feet wet and like know the contacts and and the musical theater industry. And then um, when I started, I started to dip my toes into the film industry, and it was um, it was like a whole other you know, thing. Whole different animal. And then COVID hit. And then that's kind of when I stopped. Do you stopped still have that. a hankering to act? I mean, I miss the art. I really, like, I would love if there was any type of a community uh, theater here um, or like um, any type of like student films or anything. I would, I would love to do it, but 
I don't miss I don't miss New York, um, and I don't miss the uh, what don't the you current. miss about it? Well, lifestyle wise, wise, it was just way too expensive. I mean, so it and you had to work every single hour to even even be able to pay rent or any of the you know living expenses that come with aren't, it. Because aren't aren't apartments up there like? I mean, they're probably the size of the office here and then you're splitting it with three other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and then like, it still costs $3,500 a month to live there. Exactly. It's like, I mean, you're like, I don't know anyone that was paying like, and this was, you know, five years ago. I don't, I really didn't know anyone that was paying less than 1200 a, a month. And unless, besides me, cause I lived in Jersey and I was paying half of that. Again, it wasn't an amazing apartment, but it, it was better than ha- living in the city for, and anyway, so it's just, and it was just like a shoebox. It wasn't, um, and you know, it took an hour or two hours to get anywhere because I mean, the, the MTA is great, but it's also just it, people don't realize how big New York is, and especially the injured. island of New York is gigantic. It's massive. I mean, it takes you like yeah, almost like two hours to get to the other side of Manhattan, like long ways or skinny wide. Skinny ways. I mean, if you go over to Queens, that's a Heck of depending how <laughs> deep you're going to Queens and Brooklyn. Oh my God, that's another whole thing. Brooklyn's like the, on the edge of the earth. Yeah, my my friend. So when we when we did that uh, tour stop show in New York, they uh, they they had the show. Gosh, where was it? Uh, I say they. I had the show at. Gosh, what's the venue called? Lower East Side, uh, in the Village, Rockwood. The Rockwood Music. Rock, Hall. Yeah, Rockwood. I love Rockwood. Yeah. So we had the show there. But, um, my friend who was very kind enough to let us stay at her parents' house. Uh-huh. So she's like, yeah, we live in New York city and, uh, then we can just, uh, we can just walk to, uh, walk to the gig tonight. It's like, we got to take the boat. And I'm like, what? Hmm. It's like, oh, you live in New York and you have to take a boat. She's like. Yeah, we live in uh, Staten Island. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what's Staten Island? She's like, it's one of the five boroughs. It's not. It's it, it's a different country. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a different country. So we walked from her parents' house to the ferry port in it's Staten free. Island. It's a free boat ride. It's great. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Then from the Staten Island port in Lower Manhattan, we walked to Rockwood from there uh-huh. and that's not a short walk no either. it's not it was like a three-hour trek from yeah. her parents home to the venue with our guitars and everything and then by that we're just like i don't even want to do this <laughs> and then what we didn't consider is at the end of the night after the gig we all went out drinking we went out partying in new yeah. york and then you know how hard it is to walk back to Staten Island, <laughs> I sure four do. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was awful. Yep, we got. You didn't take any MTA or anything. We were too poor, <laughs> but you could afford beer afterward. But we, not enough for the MTA because <laughs> a six pack of Bud Light cans yeah, cost thirty five dollars, yeah. which is crazy in Missouri. Yeah. A six pack of Bud Light costs seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, it's nuts. New York is insane that's, everything is that's just, that cost of living you're talking yeah about. absolutely <laughs> i literally probably went out maybe maybe once a month if that if it was a good month <laughs> and and it was because you couldn't afford it you just couldn't i it's mean it's too expensive to go out it's way too expensive i'm kind of feeling that right now even yeah. in nashville yeah it's starting to i mean east nashville is about the only place 
I feel like I can go out and, you know, do things. A, yeah, do things and have not hate my bank account because it's close. It's close to your place too, right? You're over in East. Um, well, I used to live right in East, but now I live over in Donaldson Hermitage. Okay, um, so it's a little further east now. It's like I'm like probably like 10, 15 minutes away. That's not too bad. No, it's not. That's also the silver lining of Nashville is you live pretty far out of town. Yeah. And it's still only 15 minutes. I know away. it is. It is nice. Um, yeah. And I like, I like driving so much more than like relying on. Have you ever heard of Pete Holmes? Yeah. The, uh, the, the comedian. comedian. Yeah. I, I love was, him. I was watching one of his HBO specials the other day He's really called, cool. um, faces and sounds or dirty clean or something like that. But, mm-hmm. um, he's got a routine about traffic and he's like, where do you have to be? It's like, just sit there. Just like, just let it happen. What are you going to be happy when you're at work? <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like, relax, take a minute. <laughs> just like, and then he goes on to a, a tangent about ways uh-huh. about how it's like, you're taking like Indiana Jones shortcuts through gated neighborhoods. <laughs> That's so true. And he's like, just get on the freeway, long, slow, straight, good. <laughs> Excuse me. So you left New York in 2021. Um. So you moved yes. to Nashville in 2021. I did. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. That's when I left New York. So, uh, why Nashville? Why all of the other of all the other places you could have moved? Yeah. Sure. Um. So I. Well, well, actually, so on that tour, I I came to Nashville for a week, and I knew I was every single day. I would wake up as uh, like at 10 a.m. or 9 9 10 a.m. workout. And go right to uh, Broadway Street. I mean, this I, we were here during the week. And that's and in. Is that that's here? Or? But bro, yeah, Broadway. So when you like, were you were on tour. I was on gotcha. tour. Yeah, and then I would go right down to, uh, to Broadway, and right when the bars opened, and just listen to music. Go from one bar to the next bar, and that's cool. And that I was doing, I would just walk around the city, and I'm. And Where I did you stay when you were here? What's up? I what? st- we stayed at the Millennium uh, Hotel. Millennium Maxwell. Maxwell, House. yeah, yep. That's where we stayed, and. um uh, I was really, I know it was such a great, I love Nashville so much. And I said to myself, I'm going to move here at some point in my life. I'm going to move here. And, um, and then when COVID happened and I was pretty sure I didn't want to keep pursuing acting, uh, currently at that, well, at least at that time, I, uh, I, I, you know, my major was in music composition, which we've talked about because mm-hmm. I know your major is also on that. And I never, and I always wrote songs. I always had, you know, singer songwriter songs, but I never got to pursue it as a, you know, as, as a career. So I figured I love Nashville and as a hub of music and give that's the old college. Try. That's right. Give it the old college try at 28. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. funny because uh, you just met the reception at a receptionist at our office here named Mara Streppa and she's 21 and it, it really starts making me feel old yeah. when I realize how young some of these kids are moving here. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh God. It's like, I got, 10 years on some of these kids who are just, they, it's like they graduated high school last year or God, three weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. And then they're just like, I'm going to move to Nashville. And it's like, you were born in 2002, three. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, I didn't even know those people were like, I didn't know those those years existed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, man, it's, it's crazy. It's, but I, yeah, in the last two years I've been feeling quite, quite, uh, I wouldn't say old, but definitely in a different part of my life. Like 
I and definitely then, felt that when I hit 28 also. Yeah. It was just like slapped me right in the face. And especially because when you're, if you ever spend time with people who are slightly younger, um, they, they, they act so different. And then, and then you kind of remember like, oh, I remember I acted like that too. And it's like, but like, am I really in this different part of my life where I'm looking at 21 year olds and being like, <laughs> I, I don't act like that. Like, I don't know. It's so, I don't know. Are we going to do sense. the same when we're 40 and be like, God, yeah. I was an asshole. Yeah, I, was 28. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it was like being 28. <laughs> yeah. I keep seeing all of these kids posting on their Instagrams. Like nobody likes you when you're 23. And I'm like, you were born after that record came out. Shut up. You can't make that. Reference, it's like, you can't yeah. make, you can't reference blink 182. I had that on tape cassette. Yeah. I took it to school with me, like a security blanket. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, look at enema of state. Uh-huh. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> was that the one with the, the nurse on yeah, the, the sexy yeah, nurse. Yeah, sexy nurse with the gloves. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that album. I was in second grade. I'm not sure if it, if it came out then, but I remember it was in second grade when I knew about the album because my best friend at the time came in on the bus and he brought in for show and tell because he <laughs> really? loved Blink-182 so much. Yeah. My God. Yeah. I, uh, I, took, I took my cassette of that. I also had a mixtape that had Shaggy's It Wasn't Me, uh, Hot and Her. Oh, the hot clips or the, the, the hit clips, right? Yeah. You said, yeah. yeah Baha, I had um, Baja, um, what was it? Who let the, the dogs, dogs out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I <laughs> thought about that in ages. All right. Yeah. I'm going to have another yeah. another beer. Wanna you want to you wanna have your one that you pre-popped yeah, or do you want to pop another? No, I should do the You don't want it to get one. flat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, hey, let's take a quick break on yeah. the podcast here. We'll come right back with Selective Listening. All right. back with the selective listening podcast my name is aaron and across the the table here in i would call it the studio but that'd be a generous <laughs> no it's a studio i think i got a padded wall yeah you got I've some got, yeah soundproofing i've got the soundproofing Look i've got records on the, the wall i've got the entire wall lined with a seven inch vinyl yeah yep if you've ever watched the videos uh we do for nashville tour stop called trendsetter showroom this is the backdrop right right and if you look in the corner right here our neon sign uh, fell off of the wall the other day, so um, I have to rehang that. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good Oof. one. Yep, that's a that's a good part of uh, you know being in charge of the show. You can just that's that's part of it now. Yeah. <laughs> I used to listen to this podcast called Dining with Doug and Karen, uh-huh. and they would eat on the microphone. And you know what's disgusting? Oh, I hate those mouth sounds. Oh my mouth, gosh, mouth sounds. Just squishy, yeah, moist. Ugh. Yeah, so that show doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there, I'm sure there were some complaints. I'm sure there were some complaints. But okay, so you moved here from New York. Yeah, actor man. I did. Yeah. Um, and music. What's your What's your background in music? Um, you so said you did composition, right? I did. Yeah, in college, I I went to University of Delaware. Uh, shout out. Ooh, uh, shout you know, those, out. Those fighting blue hands. 
That's such a lame blue mascot. hens. Yeah. Don't worry, Mike. Uh, first year of college, our uh, mascot was the mule. <laughs> Hard workers. I yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like blue hens are are more lame than that. But but yeah, it's not blue cocks. Yeah. <laughs> not that. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I went there and um, um. I studied music composition and I loved it. Um. I I originally so I guess I had caught the theater bug like in in like my senior year of high school um and i really i uh i watched uh for the first time in my senior year of high school these fred astaire movies okay uh, as a box set and i remember uh, i watched it right after i had his uh, my, my first girlfriend broke up with me and they uh and when i watched them it was like the best feeling i had since that breakup and i was like if i could write music that uplifted people out of those funks um if i could just do that for one person that's my whole life purpose would would be fulfilled um so i so and so then i wanted to go to school to learn how to write music so i wanted to i wanted a big background i wanted to be able to orchestrate one be able to arrange one and be able to do all that stuff so i wanted a classical background and so yeah so i went to music uh to um to university of delaware for uh music composition and um does delaware exist it does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least that town did, unless you know, unless it was like a, a Truman Show situation, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I love I loved my time there, and and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I've always uh, when I was in when I was in New York, uh, I put on a, a cabaret of all my original musical theater works. That's um, cool. Yeah, and um, and so I was writing for theater a lot for the, I mean the last five years, but I always. My hobby was always just to, for me, was always to go home with my guitar and write um, folk songs and my own singer-songwriter songs. It was in my room, sad, usually, um, but just would sit in my room and just do it for me. And, and that was, um, I think that was kind of nerve-wracking moving, like making the decision to come to Nashville and, and in the back of my mind thinking, like, I want to pursue this music thing because... It was always something that I did for me, and it wasn't something that I was always actively pursuing. And it was kind of like I I was worried that like by pursuing it, I, it wasn't going to be for me anymore. Um, and so, and I think I still feel that hesitance sometimes. But uh, but now I'm here, and uh, I have a good friend of mine that books me and gives me a chance to. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know some jerk named Aaron. <laughs> no, um. So when you were writing your classical style music, your your theater yeah. stuff, did you write it part by part or did you choose the instruments you wanted to have in it and then kind of move along every instrument at the same time? Um so like I would I I would always write with like this piano and voice usually. Um at least for like musical theater stuff. It was ne I never like arranged it oh. with um with other instruments other instruments at first but i always had it in my mind of like was this going to be like an intimate like chamber uh orchestration like, like a few instruments or is it going to be like this big you know you know lay mez sounding thing and so that was always in the back of my mind and so in the accompaniment i would always write parts that i would i would know would be orchestrated by something you know i had the in or instrumentation in my mind but it always came it always just started out, out with piano so that way i could see you know uh, easier breakdown of like the the harmonic function and 
Um, oh, I love that you just you said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bring my jeans thinking about harmonic analysis. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to put everyone to sleep in this podcast talking about this. But um, Don't talk, talk parallel fits <laughs> yeah, to me, yeah, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's too naughty for me. <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, it was, it was, it was, I think piano, like writing for the piano was always good to, uh, to have like a, ma- like a magnifying glass on, on the specific things that you're doing. It's so nuanced. And then you can always expand from that. Yeah. So I did theory and composition for a while in college and my composition teacher was not, shall we say, encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> during our, I only took composition and theory as a major for one semester because it, it just drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. But my composition teacher, he, uh, he, he made us write, I think it was four or five chamber pieces throughout the semester. Mm-hmm. And uh, the very last piece that I ended up writing had to be, like the assignment for like the final had to be in a mixed meter. Okay. So I wrote a piece in 7-8, okay. which for people who aren't music theory nerds, uh, there's a couple of different ways to subdivide mixed meters. So in a standard 4-4, four, four, it's 1, 2, 3, 4, or uh, 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. and So that's subdivision. In 7-8, you can't do that, so you have to subdivide it. So like 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, or... One two, one two, one two, three, one two, one two, one two, three, something like that. Right. But what I did to piss him off, since he had been such a dick to me the entire semester, I did one two, one two, one two, three, one two, three, one two, one two, one two, one two, one two, three, one two. I I switched the meter every other bar. Yeah. And it was the worst thing. It's, it was terrible. And the best part was at the end of the semester, he came up to me and he goes, Aaron, this is, this is some inspired work here. This is the thing. He's like, of all of the things you wrote this semester, I hate this the least. And I was like, what? He's like, he's like, yeah, I, I hate this the least. And I was like, you could have said I liked this the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meant the exact same thing and not made me hate myself. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. Um, I still go back and listen to that, but because I was trying to write it, I deliberately tried writing it badly. Mm-hmm. I wrote every note of every instrument at the same time. Oh, so I wrote it one... Like one measure at a one time. One measure at a time. Wow. From start to finish, and it's like six minutes long or something, mm-hmm. but it's, it's hard to listen to. Yeah. It's hard to listen to. Trust me, there's a lot of projects I had to do <laughs> in college. And because, you know, the, the, I would say the only downfall, and maybe it's not a full down, like fully a downfall, but I would say the only downfall of studying classical music or, um, is that you have to go through the like, modern classical area. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, and modern classical music is follows no rules. No rules. All. It's all contemporary, atonal. Not all of it, but a lot of it is. Also, you get into like minimalism, which I do like some parts of minimalism, but some of it gets really strange. It just I was gets really re- big into counterpoint. That was yeah, I love stuff right. Like that. Like, when you have rules, it's almost like a puzzle, and mm-hmm. like, but also at the same time, it's like really pleasing to listen to. It's really aesthetically clean. Um, but yeah, it's so, and and sometimes so, but. I think when you study the contemporary music, uh, well, we always had to I like, do projects with it, and so we had to write music 
that I was not passionate about. And, you know, and it was like, oh, there's no rules, but these are the textures that they use or they, the styles that they, you know, they do. Like, and it great, just, I don't do that. Yeah. And so I, I had to write so many pieces that are just garbage, but it was only because. Did I, you have to take group piano? Yes. Piano is not meant to be taught on a group. I'll tell you that. <laughs> because so again, for those of you who aren't music major nerds, group piano is when there's. 10 to 20 kids in the same class all learning the same scales mm -hmm. same chord progressions at the same time and then the teacher will count off and you all play it together yeah and there's not many things worse than hearing 20 pianos play the same thing with wrong all different wrong notes uh -huh. all different time and then at the end of it you don't know who fucked up <laughs> well, so actually we had a little bit more technology we had like headphones Mm -hmm. Like where, so like she was like, okay, well now we're going to do a scale and we could hear her, but we couldn't hear anyone else. So it would just be us. Uh, that wasn't the case. For <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like, that <laughs> we sounds had, pretty bad. We had a group of yeah. loudspeaker pianos yeah. <laughs> and we're just like, all right, let's just go. She's like, all right, who hit that F sharp in this C major scale? Yeah. Radio silence is like, okay, let's just try it. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, for that group piano class, we had to arrange like a simple, like popular song mm -hmm. in different like, styles. Uh, different styles. Yeah. So I did uh, "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," but I did it. I did one of them in uh, in a minor key, so it sounded super You're depressing. Crazy, yeah. and I did I did a whole bunch of other stuff like that because it was just like, hmm, this is stupid. How can I make this more fun? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so did you also have to take, uh, God, what's it called, oral training? Oral skills, yeah. Oral we, skills. What, yeah. For a deaf guy, I did pretty well in that class. <laughs> well, good. I good. did pretty well in oral skills, which is funny because so many people who have good ears yeah, suck it, at it. I, I, I will say I did not have the, like, I was so much better at visual. I was, I've always been a visual learner, so visual, like, so theory always came a lot more naturally to me because I could see it. I could mm -hmm. see the breakdown of it. I could see the pattern, but with um, but with oral skills, it was it felt a lot more chaotic to me. Like okay. a lot, like I couldn't focus in on things, and I would get really nervous. Like I don't know what what, what interval is that. I don't know. <laughs> so oral skills for again the listeners who weren't music yeah, theory sure. nerds yeah. is when uh, the teacher will play a melody on a piano, and you either have to notate it or you have to sing it back, or she'll she or he will mm -hmm. be like. Sing a tritone, mm -hmm. and then you just and you just it. have to. Yeah, and for people like me, it was very easy. Yeah, but again, for Carl, <laughs> yeah, you're like, ah, not yeah. Really. <laughs> I, and, and but I did get really good at it actually. Eventually, uh, the first semester was a little rocky, but then, but then we had to take four semesters, and the last semester was atonal oral skills. And I don't was, even, I didn't make it that far. What and is that? The, it's literally, so they, they, they study the chromatic scale. So all intervals is like all, you know, you know, sharp seven, you know, all these. Mm -hmm. And then also octatonic scales, uh, a lot of like modes. You had to know what mode. Yeah. Church but, modes. You know, yeah. Um, it was crazy. Like it, it got really complicated and it was really hard to hear things. Um, and, and, and also the rhythms. Oh my God. The, our final the rhythm is something that always got me. Our final, we had to do polyrhythms, Ugh. and where we had to, we had to either we could dictate with our mouth and hit like use as like our leg as a drum or the table as a drum, or we could use like, both hands as a, as a drum. 
and there was two lines that were different meters, and you had to. Oh God, you had to play them at the, at the same time. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, and that was our final. It was Jesus. It was. It, and it was like thirty bars too. It wasn't just like an eight bar. It was like. 30 bars and literally people were so stressed. Like they'd be walking around like the music building, like tapping and like practicing it like every <laughs> waking second. Were you able to practice what it was or did you have to sight read it? No, we were able to practice that okay, one good. because it was a polyrhythm, but everything else, you know, was, was, you know, I was never good random. at sight reading. Yeah. It's, I feel like I just put too much pressure on myself. I just get so nervous when I do it. And I'm like, I don't know what, like, even if I'm by myself, I'm like, why am I? so nervous about i do the same thing now with my new songs and i'm just like all right i can't fuck it up yeah 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 it's, yeah. Like, it's me alone on my couch it's like god damn it i messed it up yeah. <laughs> i know it's like it's, i'm gonna i'm gonna fail this cl- oh wait <laughs> <laughs> where am i what am i doing again <laughs> yeah i you know i'm the same way with new songs as well like especially if i play them out for the first time mm-hmm. i'm like like even if like I, the other day I, I did a round and um there was no one there there was maybe like five people Okay. And I was like, and I was planning on starting, like, trying out my new song. I was like, okay, it would be a perfect place to do it because no one's here. But I just got so nervous. Like, I was stuttering when I was introducing the song. And I was like, and my biggest, my biggest fear is I'm going to forget my lyrics. And you would say, well, Carl, why don't you get one of those nifty things that you can put I on your one of those, things? Yeah. And that, I would say that is a great question. I don't know why I keep <laughs> forgetting to order one on Amazon, but I could really use it because I've always been so bad with lyrics. Really? I'm, they go out one in one ear, out the other, or in some eyeballs and out the other, <laughs> out my other eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, and see, for uh, for me, the the phone clip lyric thing has been a crutch because when I was at Belcourt Taps for six hours, sometimes doing those old shows, mm-hmm. it's a long time to drink before you then have to play and be like. Uh, I need a I need a crutch to be able to remember <laughs> these words. Yeah, and see, it's not like playing a, f- a song for the first time. It's like I was forgetting words to songs you've always songs. Played, yeah, I'm forgetting words to my chicken fry. <laughs> yeah. It's like the the most popular songs I've written. Like, don't invite me to your wedding. Yeah, I cannot tell you how many times I have I had gotten into that like last verse and I just strummed the chord and was like, I don't know what's happening yeah. now. <laughs> No, I don't remember. It's like I don't remember the I don't remember the next part. But fortunately, when I start saying stuff like that on the microphone, people half expect it to be part of the joke. Yeah. Fortunately, me being comedy, comedy, person, yeah, is like oh, I forgot the words, and they're like, oh, oh <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. And I'm like, just kidding, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I've definitely done that where I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, this isn't happening. Yeah. Well, that must be like even especially like nerve wracking for you, not to put all this pressure. But like because because you are a comedy guy, you rely so much on your lyrics. Mm-hmm. So if like you do mess up the lyrics, jokes don't get land and timing. Oh gets yeah, off. if you mess and, up the the, yeah. the words of a joke, the whole thing doesn't it, make sense. No, yeah. <laughs> and see, that's another thing. Like traditional songwriting is verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, out. Yeah, right. I have verse. Chorus, verse one, chorus one, verse two, chorus two, verse three, chorus three. So I've got to memorize so many, so much yeah, more. Very wordy songs. It's like yeah. so many of my comedy songs don't have like uniform choruses, right? Like uh, the Chipotle song does, mm-hmm. but then at the end, it's got a extra chorus. 
Right. So, well, you also change like a lot of your courses. They change lyrics every single time. Every single so, time. So it's like not even like, oh, I'm back in the course. I know this. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm back in a brand new course. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I, I've, I've switched them up too, where I've started the wrong <laughs> verse in the wrong course. I'm like, well, I, I guess it doesn't make that much yeah. difference, but it's like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I tried starting to write this uh, funny song the other day that was uh-huh. called "What on the or What's on the Inside That Counts," and I wanted it to be about beer. <laughs> it was about like <laughs> I don't care in. if you're clear or brown or green, like bottles or uh-huh. or short or tall, like. And then I I started reading through, and it's like none of this is funny. I just wrote a country song. <laughs> it's like, damn it. People write about beer all the time. It's like, like it's like people sing about beer all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like none of this. There, there was not one single joke. <laughs> and I, I played it, and I was like, "Yeah, there's none of this is funny." I literally just wrote a song. I was well, like, hey. because I thought that it was a funny idea. It is, yeah. Like what's on the inside that counts. Yeah, but no, it's just it's just a country song. <laughs> it's just a country <laughs> song. I think you could find it still because I think that even that that line I did about start, like oh sorry go ahead well just like the brown green like like I don't care if you're burning like I feel like because you're it's like a double entendre or whatever it's like a double mm-hmm. meaning where you're talking about obviously what's inside a beer but also what's on like inside of a person maybe you're talking about like that's the about thing, a girl man. yeah it's like I thought that that was a really funny idea but I was like I think I, I'm just gonna have to go back and rewrite the song yeah. Yeah. Because now I've got the, the the real, the serious version, and now I'm going to go write the funny cut. <laughs> you should do that of all your songs, a serious, a dramatic, a serious and a funny song. Yeah. It's called Don't Invite Me to Your Wedding, but it's because I'm sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really so. slow. Don't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll start doing that. I'll start writing serious co- covers of my songs and parodying my friend's <laughs> songs. <laughs> I told Brandon Ellis, have you ever heard his song called Magic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I told my, him I want to do a, a parody of that called Tragic. <laughs> and it's just dumb, bad shit that's happening. Because it's so tragic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've started thinking of parodies I could do of my friend's songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure that girl. that squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> For like a perception of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Carl's got a song called Gotta Get That Girl. That's is right. That, is that the full title of it? Uh, it's called uh, That Girl. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotta um, Get That Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't think you're not part of my list. Oh, good. No, I, I, hope, I was hoping that I was honored. <laughs> uh, be honored enough to have, have you parody my song. Um, it'd probably be more popular if you put it on Spotify than mine currently is. <laughs> so I have. have you ever heard me play the third wheel? What's that? Have you ever heard me play my song, The Third Wheel? I don't think so. No, I only so, heard that one. When did we meet at Tennessee Brewer Works? Was that earlier, 2022 this year? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, yeah, it was January. It was January of 2022. Okay, so the only time you might have heard me play that was when we did a couple of those rounds at Cabana Taps mm-hmm. real late. Yep. But that was around the time when I started doing... Um, Fart in the Wind. Yeah, <laughs> the Chipotle song. Uh-huh. Uh, worst of all, which I think you were sitting next to me the only time I played that live at Cabana, which mm-hmm. is uh, the one with the time travel joke. It's so funny. That was like one of the funniest songs I've heard you play. Gosh, hold and on. then the crowd that night was loving it too. You the were crowd killing. that night was loving it. Yeah, there's not very often that I write a song where I'm like, okay, I got it, I got one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is, I wrote yeah. that with my buddy, uh, stage name Hammond Folly. And for those of you, I think I talked about this on my episode with him, mm-hmm. which was our first episode here. Okay. Um, 
but it's a song called The Worst of All, and he and I wanted to write a list song where um, he referenced this old song called The Draft Dodgers uh, Blues or something where this guy lists all of the reasons why he can't be drafted and go to Vietnam. Oh, wow. And it was, a, again, a funny song. Oh, it was he's, a funny song. Okay. It was a funny song about how he's like, I uh, cry when I see butterflies and <laughs> things like yeah. that. Or I throw up when I see bugs, just yeah. anything like that. But we wanted to do something similar to that. So we wrote a song that's about a guy who had a really bad day and he goes to a bar, which starts off very, very country songy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I walked into my favorite bar. I needed to unwind. The bartender saw and asked, what's going on? Looks like something's on your mind. That's, that is just classical, traditional country. Yeah. And then it just changes the vibe and goes, my shoes are wet. I lost a bet and I'm down about 50 bucks. It's really cold. And I'm getting old and I don't have much good luck. But I was getting tired. Then I got fired. And on my way home, I hit a deer. But then my house burnt down and my girlfriend drowned. But worst of all, I'm out of beer. <laughs> and... It's so dumb. <laughs> it's that's the best though. That's the best type of comedy where it's just it's so uninhibited and so just like silly just for the sake of being silly. It's silly for the sake of yeah. being silly. So the song goes on uh because all of the things that happen in that first verse, it gets progressively more outrageous. Like my shoes are wet, I lost a bet and I'm down 50 bucks. Okay. That's that could happen. Yeah. I'm getting old, it's cold, and I don't have good luck. Okay, that could happen. Yeah. I was getting tired, and I got fired. Oh, damn. Oh, that that happen. sucks. Yeah. And I hit a deer. That's also possible. But then as soon as I say, then my house burned, burned down, down, and my <laughs> girlfriend, girlfriend drowned, drowned. Yeah. I pause, and then people are just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I deliver the punch. Yeah. And every subsequent verse or chorus we call them choruses but the the verses are really just me ad-libbing from the perspective of the bartender and i'm just talking about this yeah but the second one is i got bit by a shark in central park that bitch he stole my shoe (laughs) 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 then it says i punched him in the head i knocked him dead thank god i know kung fu my fish got covid my dog exploded 37 times this year I got my penis cut off in a parking lot. The worst of all, I'm out of beer. <laughs> and then, then it's just like, I go back to the bartender and I'm just like, you got your dick cut off? It's like, proof. No, nah, I don't want you to prove it. <laughs> uh, uh, but then the very last one, the one we were just talking about is, says, I saw a UFO. I got the nuclear codes and I started World War Three. I traveled back in time to the previous line and started World War Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you do like, don't and you do like that more four more yeah. times. <laughs> By the fourth time, people get that it's a time yeah. travel joke. <laughs> but the first time, they're like, is he singing the same word? Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, uh Oh, I get yeah. it. Yeah, and then it ends with "I'm going bald." My girl never called, and then I say under my breath because she drowned. <laughs> my girl <laughs> and my wallet disappeared. So all I'm trying to say is that I had a bad day and I can't pay for my beer. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's the only true song. line of the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> that he doesn't have his wallet, so he can't pay for it. Well, Carl. 
Let's uh, let's bring it home here. I'll ask you the only pointed question of the okay. entire show. Uh-oh. So um, the whole point of selective listening is f- to give the guests an opportunity to tell our listeners each week something you think people should listen to. And that could be anything out there in the great big world. Um, music, podcasts, I guess movies. Um, what do you think people this week should listen to? Um, well, I, you know... I'm a huge, 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 huge fan of uh, Frank Sinatra and um, all those types of crooners. But um, he does a live album. I think it's live at, oh, God, it's going to kill me, like sports something, um, sports club. Um, but he, uh, the song specifically is called All the Way, and it says him and the piano, and it's the most beautiful beautiful rendition of that song and honestly any song I've ever heard in my life. And that, um, there's this, I, people, I don't know if you've ever gotten that question of people and asking you if you could time travel and listen to any legend, musical legend that is not currently living, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, who would you go back and see? And Sinatra, Sinatra would be that one. I mean, but but back when he was young, you know, back like in like a really dingy jazz clubs. 50s Sinatra. Yeah. Well, I think it was probably, it's more like 30s, like 30s when he was in his 20s. Uh, Because he was born in uh, 1915? 1915 in Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, there we go. Bringing it right back to New Jersey. (laughs) That's right. We'll go listen to All the Way by Frank Sinatra um, on that live album. Yes. What what did you say it was called? I think Live at Sports Club. It's it's in uh, Paris, but I don't know... uh, I think that's what's called live at Sports Club. Cool. Something. Well, I'll find it. <laughs> Carl, thanks for being on the show today. <laughs> Thank tell, you so much tell, for the, tell the listeners where they can find you online. Give us your plugs. Sure. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, under my name, Carl C A R L P A R I S O, and uh, you can find me my new single, "That Girl" that we just talked about on Spotify and Apple Music and all those awesome platforms. Even LimeWire, I bet has it. And, I. Now I'll download that and kill my computer here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Carl, thank you for coming on the show today, man. Thanks for having me on, Aaron. As always, you can follow me on uh, social media at the Aaron Shilb. Uh, you follow us at Selective Listening Pod on Instagram. Please leave us a five star review and share with your friends because uh, the more you do that, the more fun we get to have here drinking beer and entertaining you guys. I actually just saw a stat on uh, Twitter, which uh-huh. means might not be true. Honestly, probably isn't true. But uh, it said that uh, the listenership between podcasts and uh, music is starting to, I don't want to say, narrow but uh the camps between who listens to what is starting to become a little bit more even so there's a lot more people listening to uh me talk about nothing great thank you for chiming in (laughs) anytime i'll talk about nothing anytime well we'll be sure to have you back we'll drink more peroni and uh we'll see you next week right here on the selective listening podcast the world is your burrito i'm a different kind of a rock and roll gin man Thank you.